Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Well, Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. Welcome to Market Minutes. I'm Michelle Martin, Will Rainey, founder of Blue Tree Savings, my guests in Money and Me today. And we're talking about entrepreneurial talent and little ones. Did you know Elon Musk created and sold a computer game age 12? Warren Buffett rented a pinball machine to a barber shop to make money early in his life. So maybe you're a parent and you want to get your kids interested in money and you don't just want to talk about it. You want to help them get excited about making some of their own. What are some tips and tricks to help you do just that? Will Rainey joining us all the way from Vietnam. How are you, Will? I'm doing very well. Very pleased to be back on the show. Hey, good morning and congratulations on the good news. I hear a little bird tells me at the Money Awareness and Inclusion Awards, you walked away with a special mention, hey? I know, yeah. No, it's fantastic that the book, which is Kids and Money, got a mention against all the other uh, personal finance books for, for adults as well. So I'm very, very happy about that. Ah, oh, we Good luck. I mean, great to hear that. All right, let's start with entrepreneurial talent. Do you think this is a topic that we, as parents, don't often think about yeah, you know, discussing with our kids? We just wait for them to show some glimmers of possible entrepreneurial talent before we tackle this whole issue and why do you think it's worth talking about? Um, I, yeah, I think it's a, a big skill that some children are just have a natural talent for or they just enjoy it, but it's just <laughs> never comes up. So schools, for example, nurture academia, they nurture the arts, sports, but there's not many schools that talk about entrepreneurship. I remember my own upbringing, I was taught go to school, work hard, get good grades, and then you'll get a good job. At no point was the option of starting my own business raised. My parents uh, worked in the corporate life, um, so I never got that exposure. And it wasn't until much later in life and reading books that I realized, actually, this is something that's possible for me. And I've really enjoyed doing a bit of entrepreneurship over the last three years and talking to my daughters about it. And they're getting excited and they're learning lots of new things outside of school, such as teamwork and budgeting and sales and marketing. (laughs) And so all these great bits that we're not taught at school and some kids I know from from my blogs and uh, readers, mm. some of their children have, just have a natural talent for it. They love selling <laughs> without parents being proactive. They may never sort of realize they have this talent. That's great to hear. I love reading about entrepreneurs and I feel that if we wanted to break it down to basics, do you think this idea of selling is one of the most important skills for children to understand if they want to be an entrepreneur, the skill of selling anything? You know that old exercise, sell me this pen. Oh, 100% agree that the ability to sell is fundamental if you want to be an entrepreneur. You have to understand the customers. You have to understand the product. As we know, there's some products out there. So McDonald's is the classic one where they don't sell the best burger. Um, mm. like everyone would agree that it's not the tastiest burger in the world, but everyone buys them and they sell billions of them. And that's because they're good at selling and understanding the customers and or sometimes it's an, an entrepreneur just has an awesome product and it's easy to sell. But for children, uh, if they learn and see 
about selling and try it from a young age, realize that not everyone's going to buy it. Okay, let's adapt. And seeing that failure of yeah. different approaches is so much better to learn and have those mistakes and try different things when there's no dependence, there's no pressure. It's just fun for children. And if they can get those experiences, oh, they're going to have such an advantage when they're, when they're adults. Yeah, I think you know, it's such an important skill learning to sell because you, you learn to deal with rejection. And that can be tricky to deal with as a kid. But, you know, I, I think that's what, that's what parents can do in terms of helping their kids grow up, learn to deal with rejection early. Exactly. And that's not just with entrepreneurship. That's with all the things, money, the more mistakes mm. children make and realize it's fine as long as you learn from it. So if they do a little business <laughs> and it doesn't make any money, fine, try a different business. Uh, as long as they're not spending thousands of pounds buying uh, four tons of lemons for lemonade, <laughs> then, then it's fine for them to make mistakes and learn. And, and as parents to say, oh, it's fine. Let's, what did you learn from that mistake? let's do something different next time and that's the key for them to to be entrepreneurs every entrepreneur i've ever met Mm. says they've made lots of mistakes and they never made it perfect the first time and the more children understand that failure is part of success i uh, from a younger age listen to sarah blakely i'm a huge fan of sarah blakely and she created spanx and she said that she got into stand-up to help herself deal with making mistakes and failures you know getting over it quickly through humor and I, I thought that was brilliant that's a great tip for adults I think but what ideas do you have to share with us today Will about helping children bring their own business to life at any age yes yes and I think that the sooner they start the better and people sort of say to me what kind of business ideas can we have for children and I always say from a young age stick with the very basics a lemonade stand or a popcorn stand things that work we don't have to have our children come up with the next best product (laughs) the next (laughs) apple product they just need to have to have a product that they know that uh, other children are going to enjoy so and adults so lemonade popcorn maybe even some homemade cookies and just get them to sell them outside of their house or if they're in an apartment block they're knocking on doors and seeing who wants to buy them and they can just learn those skills of how much should I charge for this lemonade or popcorn and they can start interacting with people and it doesn't have to be um, a game changer in terms of the product just needs to be something simple but then as they get older there's that was the world of opportunity with now we can move online and as they get older and you feel they're more responsible online being able to do tutoring online or taking some vintage clothes from a thrift shop and then reselling them online for a profit it's just great opportunities now for children to be able to make money without having a lot of effort and don't have to set up lots of different infrastructure because the online infrastructure is, is there and readily available. And so all these different simple ones, it's all about getting them to do it rather than trying to have, I say, the perfect business from a young age. That is such but, a great tip, you know, because we all get caught up with trying to reinvent the wheel, even as older adults thinking, I need to make something. I want to create something that the dragons in the dragon's den are going to say yes to. But take that pressure off for the kids. It doesn't matter what it is. Just get them out there and starting to interact with people and learning to deal with, I suppose, costs and things like that. So I love that tip. Go on. Yeah, and there's kids, the most creative people in the world, <laughs> if we let them use their creativity. And so I always encourage parents, before they sort of say to their children, create this business, say, what kind of business, how do you reckon you can make money? Oh. And so one really good example recently was a child was who had recently read my book and was thinking about money. And he she read your book? Making, 
Yeah, he wrecked my book. Oh, and okay, what he great. Did, and he um, made a paper aeroplane, and he enjoyed throwing it. And so he created a little competition with his friends, and he said it's $2, equivalent to $2, to enter the competition, and the winner gets uh, $10. And he had 34 different children throwing paper aeroplanes, so he gave 10 of those away, and he, he made himself equivalent of $24 and it took him no time, but he felt so proud and oh. everyone had a great time. And he got to learn a valuable lesson about competition because next week, <laughs> one of the other children went, that's a great idea, and created his own paper <laughs> aeroplane competition. So he got to learn that. But just, I would have never thought about doing that little competition and making money that way. And he did that. And they say he made a bit of money straight away. And that's so, so great. How old is he? Yeah, so he was nine, nine, nine years old. And yeah, so it was a lot of money for them because uh, where we are in Vietnam, so I was, yeah, I was dead chuffed when I heard that story. <laughs> That's just terrific. Just terrific. Can you share with us, maybe from your blogs or kids that you've interacted with, what sort of experiences they pick up from starting their own businesses that really helps them in terms of understanding money? Yeah, so the big ones about money has been, the key one has been the value of money. And that's something that I think is so, so important because when children are just given money, it's very hard for them to say, well, what's the effort or time that went into that? So then they can just go out and spend. But one of the key lessons, not just for children, but for adults, is that they can start converting the things that they want to buy into time and effort. So it's instead of just saying, oh, that cost $5, that's okay. To get $5, that means I have to sell five cups of lemonade or four batches of popcorn mm. and then they can start to get that okay is it worth that amount of time or effort to get that amount of money to pay for what they want to buy and the more that they can kind of link time and effort to the things that they want they're going to have a much more objective view around if it's a good thing to be buying because if you just get given money then you can just easily spend it and you'll be like, well, I'll get given some more money tomorrow or next week and then I'll go and spend some more. Whereas when they're like, all right, I have to earn money or I have to uh, some way, they're going to be a lot more conscious and cautious around spending their money. And hopefully that's going to avoid children growing up less impulsive in their spending. Yeah. And that's a tip for adults as well. If adults realize how many days they'll have to work to buy <laughs> those expensive items, then they're probably going to be spending less on those particular items. Yeah, the value of money. And I also think it helps kids empathize with mom and dad and how hard it is to make a living um, before they put out their wish list of I want this and I want that and I want this, you know? Oh, yeah, 100% agree. <laughs> and say, so I'm lucky with my, my books. I say to my children, how many books do you think that's going to, I have to sell in order to buy that? <laughs> and again, they just put in, it's giving them a different frame of reference and hopefully that makes it more, yeah, again, more cautious around what they spend. Well, I love the paper airplane story. I wonder if you have any other successful entrepreneurship stories uh, involving children to share with us. Yes, yeah, so there's one I just spoke to two weeks ago in um, in America, actually. And so what the child did is it, went, it lived in a cul-de-sac of houses. And so before it became autumn, so it's still the summer at the moment, they said, in the autumn, would you like me to get rid of all the leaves from your driveway? And so they went around all the houses and everyone agreed because it was like in advance, so it wasn't here and now, so it wasn't an inconvenience for the, the people. And they agreed, and now he's got pretty much everyone in the cul-de-sac signed up to shovel, get rid of the leaves. So he's employed his friends <laughs> who's going who's to get that. And now, given the success, he's now even going around asking for um, 
the, the winter and when it snows to get rid of the snow. So it's fantastic that he's going around selling even before he's got something to service at the moment. He's preempting what people are going to need and getting them signed up. So that's fantastic. The F1 is a girl in the UK mm. is creating customized bookmarks. So she's, her parents have got a, a laminator and so she just prints off very nice digital pictures but has people's names on it and been selling them, which which I think is great as it encourages reading. And uh, so, yeah, no, just these little things that children are coming up with, which are very inexpensive to start, but allow them to seize opportunities. And, and adults want to, if they see a child who's starting their own business, they want to support it and encourage it, which is always a great start for your business life when you know you've got a supportive community that wants to see you do well. Yeah, I think they're both great examples. What struck me about the first was this little boy has not only started a servicing business, he's turned himself into a boss. You see, he's hiring his friends to do the work. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. (laughs) My old neighbor in Hong Kong, when I lived in Hong Kong, so he was about nine at the time. Right. And I remember getting off the bus walking up to where I lived and he had his lemonade store but it wasn't just him he had all his friends around him helping him out some going to get cups some getting ice but the best bit about that particular story was that the next day I asked him I said oh so you made the money from your lemonade stand Mm. what are you going to do with the money Mm. that you earned Mm -hmm. and he gave me the best answer and I still remember and I've even quoted it in my book was he said I'm going to buy more lemons and I thought wow (laughs) (laughs) reinvesting reinvesting and I was like amazing and that boy he now lives in Japan he took some of the money and he he went over from Hong Kong to Shenzhen in China and bought drones and brought them back and sold them to his friends he bought a popcorn making machine and a crushed ice machine as well he's a serial entrepreneur (laughs) he definitely just has a love for it that is so great to hear All right, Will I think you raised a good point now that you made the money what do you do with it right and for kids I wonder if it's important as part of their journey to also learn about giving back to society. What do you think? I agree that kids who learn about giving back, there's so many important lessons about it, not just in the sense of it's helping someone else who's in need. And clearly there's a few bits behind that. So Mm -hmm. one, a lot of parents worry about the children being entitled because they're coming from a kind of wealthy family and therefore they don't really see the value of money and so helping children give some money to charity and see the benefit of that helps children feel gratitude for what they have and gratitude is the weapon that helps combat entitlement and so therefore I reckon if you've any parents listening who are a little bit worried that their children might be feeling a little bit entitled and mm-hmm. helping them understand about charity and help them give to charity, whether that's in terms of money, um, clearly that's what the topic today, but also in terms of time, it's so important. Uh, the other key element of giving is the benefit to the actual child themselves, because one of the biggest risks that we all face in terms of money is this desire to keep up with the Joneses. So we put all of these people, all the Joneses into a big bubble. We really want to try and avoid our child sort of joining that bubble. And by helping our children give some money to charity mm-hmm. and say, right, well, you can't compare yourselves to the Joneses because you're not using all of your money to go and buy the latest fashion or the latest toys or the latest whatever it may be. You're using some of your money to help others. And therefore, they're not feeling like they're 
they have to keep up with the Joneses. They're doing something different. They're in a different bubble. And once you have them outside of that bubble, they're much more likely to be more cognizant of how they spend their money and look after their money and want to use that money to, to help others. Okay, one more question before we let you go, Will. You know, a lot of kids get very excited about accumulating money. They're seeing their bank accounts grow. They're very proud of their bank accounts and they want to show it off at family parties. How do you frame the idea of giving back to kids so that it makes sense to them? Yeah, so again, I think it comes back to what's their happiness. And again, this is a very subjective one, but children, it's not about how much money you have or how much you have in the bank account or what you buy with that money. The most happiness that comes with money is by the experiences that you have, so that's buying holidays or going out, but also that sense of happiness when you do give some money to help others. And again, when I recommend parents think about giving to charity, I strongly recommend that the children can see the charity, whether that's a local charity, so they can see the benefit of it. And once they see that, then they can get that sense of happiness. So for my daughters, for example, they love animals. So there's a local animal rescue center. Uh So we go down there and they see the cats and they want to give some money towards those cats and help them. So they see the benefit and therefore they really want to give some. So I think when it comes to charity, it's not just about saying, oh, let's give some money to this huge charity by putting a couple of coins in a charity box. Whilst I think I'm discouraging that, but I'd strongly actively say if you can get your children to see the charity and the benefit, they're much more likely to say, okay, well, that's going to bring me happiness as well as my nice savings in the bank. And it needs to be a balance. It's not you save, spend or give to charity. It's all about balance and saying you only have to give a little bit any little bit helps and so it's just adding to it rather than really focusing on taking away from the spending and the saving all right well some great ideas out there parents on how you can get your little ones interested in entrepreneurship and in the idea of giving back will rainey my guest today founder of blue tree savings a blog site dedicated to helping young ones learn about money and also the author of the book grandpa's fortune fables will thanks for joining us Thank you for having me on the show again. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.